0: Welcome to the Wellspring Church Podcast. We're an international church family who wants to see Jesus' love transform communities. This recording is a sermon from our Sunday service and will take you deeper into the Bible in a real and relevant way. I just wanted to give you a bit of a a health update in the most uh, difficult six months of our lives without a doubt. Uh, God has really been with us. We haven't been alone. It's uh, due to have some radiotherapy. We didn't think they were going to offer that, and we're praying that that will be really effective. Uh, So that may start this week. More significantly, um, if you see her, but she doesn't see you, it's nothing personal. Um, Actually, she can't really see. So I just want to make sure no one gets upset. Be uh, aware of that and just be praying. And we, as listen, uh, we thank God for the medics, for UCLA. If we do we understand that all of our days are numbered, right? Including yours, not just Helen's. I just have every confidence that whatever comes next can be even greater than the volume that comes before. And so that's okay for God's sovereign hand to say, yep. I'm finishing with that bit. That, that's there. Uh, and guess what? There's something new being written. That's enough about leadership. I want to talk about you today. I want to talk about the treasure of our togetherness. I want to talk about the fact that we are called to be the church together. And this is an opportunity for us all in this season to fully embrace what it means to be part of the church, but also part of this church. What does it mean for you to bring the best you can to the church family where God has planted? I'm going to turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 12, um, from verse uh, 12. And this is Paul writing to the church in Corinth. They've got all sorts of issues. They're quite divided. Some of them are from a Jewish background. Many of them are from a non-Jewish background. You've got them arguing about, in one chapter 3, about whether they're the follower of Apollos or whether they're the follower of Paul. There's all sorts of issues going on. And this is what Paul says. In, from verse 12. The human body, some are slaves, some are free, but we all have all been baptized into one body by one spirit, and we all share the same spirit. Yes, the body has many different parts, not just one part. If the foot says, I'm not a part of the body because I'm not a hand, that doesn't make it any less a part of the body. And if the ear says, I'm not part of the body because I'm not an eye, would that make it any less a part of the body? If the whole body were an eye, how would you hear? If your whole body were an ear, how would you smell anything? But our bodies have many parts, and God has put each part just where he wants it. How strange a body would be if it only had one part. Yes, there are many parts, but only one body. The eye can never say to the hand, I don't need you. The head can't say to the feet, I don't need you. So we carefully protect those parts that should not be seen, while the more honourable parts do not require this special care. So God has put the body together such that extra honour and care are given to those parts that have less dignity. This makes for harmony among the members, so that all members care for each other. All of you together are Christ's body. And each of you is a part of it. Let's say it again. All of you together are Christ's body, and each of you is a part of it. Each of you is a part of it. Together, we are the body of Christ. And I, I didn't even need to go like that. And I, Oh, yeah, I really do need it. So, uh, In fact, the reason is because I missed my uh, hygienist appointment. I drink a lot of tea. And uh, a bit of Pepsi Max as well during the week. And now, individualism stinks. So does mine. Just being honest. Your individualism, it stinks. The the good news is our unity is a fragrance. I'll come to that. But let me just talk about what Paul's talking about. He points out these two things that we're in danger of all the time uh, of giving into and they both come out of pride, really. One is somebody, and you see them, and they're praising God, and they're waving their hands, and hitting in the head as they're worshipping, and and you look at them, and you just think, I can't, I obviously don't know how to praise God, because I don't wave my arms around like that. You might hear someone singing, and you might might think, oh, I don't don't sing like them. It, It might be that you see someone else and what they present on Instagram, and another member of the body of Christ, and you listen to as many sermons as them. Uh, I'm not like them. Maybe you sit here today, and you just feel actually, you look around the room, and everyone seems to be so much better than you. You know, that inferiority, that insecurity, that individualism, it actually stinks. It doesn't smell good to you, and nor does it smell other people. For you to see your son. You see, Paul says, You together are the body of Christ. Together we are, not individually. I'm not the body of Christ, although he dwells in me by his spirit. We are the body of Christ. The other dark side to this is superiority. He points this out in the passage. Not one part of the body can look at, I don't need you. It might be because of our our physical prowess. It might be because of our strength. It might be because of our, our intellectual capacity, our education level. And there's loads of hidden things that we wouldn't even want anyone to get into our head. The things that go through our head, sometimes we are so puffed up, we look down on other members of the body of Christ. Individualism, it stinks. It stinks. And I'm just leaning over and saying, do you know what? There's something better. The, the unity of the church, the, the, the treasure of together, it, it, it's like what I can smell when we're going to go out on a date night and I bought some J'adore, you know? I mean, if you've ever seen the price tag, you're like, I, I don't know what went through my head. But it was just love. The unity of the church, our togetherness is like a fragrance. You can kind of smell it you can smell it in the neighborhood you can smell it on other people when we treasure together it's just awesome so yeah uh, sometimes our individualism stinks i just want to we'll pray about this at the end but i think we need to come honestly to god all of you together paul says are the christ body and each of you say each of you each of you is part of it now think about the body of christ for a moment What was the essence of the historical Jesus? The Jesus that is revealed in the Gospels and in the writings of the New Testament. Uh, This Jesus, let's think about him, his body. His body was humble. The prophet said he wasn't particularly good looking in such a way that people would be attracted to him because of how he looked, even with the devil himself. And he said no to the devil and yes to righteousness, full of the Holy Spirit. He was humble, he was holy. But also, and this is the S word that you don't often hear much within our Pentecostal churches, uh, suffering. The body of Christ suffering. The resurrected Jesus had scars still visible. Think about that for a moment. The body of Christ, a life actually, in the victory of the resurrection, yes, but in the journey of suffering to the victory and the destination of resurrection ultimately and after all. So the body of Christ is humble, holy, suffering, but hallelujah, anointed, anointed by the Holy Spirit, full of the power of God. We're anointed to heal. We're the body of Christ that we're also resurrected. Think about that. I don't know. It's hard to imagine, isn't it? The resurrected Jesus. We were talking about around the dinner table a couple of days ago about how Jesus was more real than the wall that he walked through, you know, the resurrected Jesus, resurrected power. The grave couldn't hold him, hallelujah. Some of you are excited about that, I can tell. We are resurrected, but also living, moving, responding to the Holy Spirit, healing and overcoming. Jesus, from the time he started his earthly ministry and was baptized, he didn't have a home he, he did not have a postcode. He did not have a fixed abode. He was on the move. Between that day and the ascension when he went to return to the Father, he was always on the move. He's in the temple. Even as a 12-year-old, he was on the move. Jesus is on the move. We, as the body of Christ, are called to be on the move, responding to the leading of the Holy Spirit, taking the good news to wherever he leads us. So I want you to think about that for a moment. You are invited and enabled by Jesus to now be part of his body in Watford. His body in your community where you live. You're called to be part of it and each of you is part of it. So stop looking up at people and thinking you're not good enough. There is treasure in us walking together into this season. Who knows what can happen? Heaven only knows what we're able to experience because we recognize that there's cash in the attic. There's stuff that's been hidden away. Have you seen these? There's some great YouTube videos. There are people who are treasure hunters. Oh, we, we understand that, you know, a granddad or great-granddad, I saw a video of storing different things around the house. And sure enough, a guy comes in with his metal detector and he hacks open a bit and it's just there in the attic. Listen, there is treasure in this church family that has yet to be discovered. And I'm believing, God, that there's treasure in you. That if you'd only bring what you've got, bring your whole attic, and then allow David under his leadership and other people to, to find out what's in there. All right, seven invitations very quickly, and then we're going to pray. Firstly, the invitation is to walk together. In Luke 10, verse 1, Jesus sends out the disciples. He doesn't send them out on their own. Hallelujah. He sends them out, what? In pairs. Go together. If you're going to go on mission, go together. If you're going to be used by the Holy Spirit, go together. Can God use you on your own? Yes, but that's not his preferred way. God's preferred two or three are gathered together in my name. There I am with them, he said. Yes, there I am. When there's two or three, when two or three in an agreement, there's power in together when we walk together. Secondly, we follow together. In John chapter 10, Jesus used the analogy of being shepherds, uh, being sheep, and he was the good shepherd. And uh, let's turn to that. In John 10, he paints this beautiful picture. Um, they follow him because they know his voice, right? This is what it says then in verse 14 I am the good shepherd, I know my own sheep and they know me. Just as my Father knows me, and I know the Father, so I sacrifice my life for the sheep. I've other sheep too that are not in this sheepfold. I must bring them also. I'll say more about that next week, but we are here following Jesus together. Thirdly, we need to cry together. When he healed Lazarus, Lazarus, when, when he died and he came too late to, to do something, apparently, but he came alongside. Before he did the miracle of raising from the dead, he wept. Wept, he was was angry. There's loads of stuff going on. And say, Look, I need to tell you, stuff's not going well. And when someone starts crying, it's okay to cry with them. In fact, it's really Bible, it's really Jesus. To not just say, Oh, they're there. Well, I'm glad my life's going all right. It's part of the human experience, and it needs to be part of our experience of the church. Can I hear an amen? amen? You know, compassion is a shared pain, it's co passion, it's a shared pain. And I I love it when we cry together. Fourthly, when the disciples, uh, in Matthew chapter 6, when they ask Jesus to teach them how to pray, and when he's in the middle of the Sermon on the Mount is where Matthew places this. In other Gospels, it's in different uh, order. There's a discussion about prayer. In fact, let's read it together. Our Father in heaven, may your name be kept holy. May your kingdom come soon. May your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today the food we need, but rescue us from the evil one. There is one personal pronoun missing that we often overlook. There's no I in there. There's no me. It's all collective. He is our Father. Even repentance is collectiveness. Collective Give us today the food we need. Not just me to pay my bills. Hello? Not just me to pay my bills, but you to pay yours. We come together. Lord, would you pay our bills? He says, no, when you pray, (laughs) pray like this. Give us today the food we need. Forgive us our sins. Not just me of mine. Do you know what? I messed up as well. Guess what we say together, don't we? God, would you forgive us our sins? How much more power is there in that? He's admitting his, I'm admitting mine. We come to our father, father to temptation, but deliver us from evil. Can you see? It's all collective. We pray together. And one of the things that I know is on David's heart as much as anything else is not only that we'd walk together and do all these other things, but we would get, become even deeper in prayer as we walk together, we follow together, cry together, pray together, share with one another, share your belongings. In, in Acts 2, you see the picture of the early Christ community with each other. And uh, certainly here in Wellspring, the Family Fund is a way that those who have surplus or who want some help, do you know what? Thousands of pounds has gone through that process. And guess what? We are as a church sharing together. Because there's treasure in together. Hallelujah. Sixth one is we celebrate together. Let's read for a, a couple of verses. Ah, oh, we've been fattening, the Father says. We must celebrate with a feast. picture of redemption, the pic- picture of salvation, the picture of the joy of the Father is actually, no, we, we join in with the party of heaven now. We, we can grow in celebrating together. Someone says, oh, do you know what? This week I've just had a great week and I'm so blessed. Uh, and you're there and thinking, well, I've applied for four jobs. I haven't been shortlisted once. And I'm believing that just as God's provided for you, do you know what? He can do that for me. But even if he doesn't, share the story. It was, um, it was a moment. So um, we had our first child together with another family. And then because of Helen's uh, initial and healing from cancer 24 years ago, uh, there was a time of uh, secondary infertility, and you know the pain I'm about to just touch on to, is that they, they phone us up and they say, Guess what, Tim? And, uh, and I was like, Wow, that's, a, that's amazing. That's really good. And I went to Helen and was like, How's Helen going to take this? As it was, we chose to celebrate. The toughest day was on Dedication Day. And uh, the father was a song. You gave us a girl a lot. I can't remember the actual lyrics. And I wouldn't sing it if I did. You gave us a girl. Oh, you're so faithful. And just when we asked you, choosing to celebrate and standing there holding this baby boy, celebrating with my brother, celebrate with other people in the body of Christ. There's a joy that is just from heaven. And my joy is your joy. There's treasure in that togetherness. Finally, we learn together. Matthew 28:19 to 20, teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I've given you and be sure of this, I'm with you always, even to the end of the age. We've all got L plates on our car. Oh, they nearly ran over that pedestrian. Did they not see? Everyone else is watching your life and saying, oh my goodness. It's only by the grace of God that you're still here today and still walking with him, honestly, from each other. If you're a young parent, reach out to older parents and ask advice. If you're an older parent, a grandparent, and you'd like to help him avoid some stupid mistakes, please tell him. You've got 10 days to do it, maybe two weeks. Please just tell him, look, by the way, don't do this, and we'll learn together. So we walk together, follow together, cry together, pray together, share together, celebrate together, and we'll learn. Listen, you're the church. We're the church. We're not asking David to, to do and to be. To hear the word of God and to share it, yes. But listen, David doesn't become more important to God next week. But before we do that, I want to just, if I can, just bring to a point of response. I just want to challenge that. You are. You're not here by accident. And if he's placed you here in this church, listen, God bless you. We're all works in progress. But listen, if you're looking for a church, then look for the place in the body of Christ where he has placed you people because your individualism may sting, but guess what? Our unity is a fragrance to God. So let's pause for a moment. And at home I wonder if you could just put other distractions away, because it's been a while. I'm avoiding the contact. I don't like everyone in the church. Listen, if that's you, then then Heavenly Father. Our father, daughters, as brothers and sisters in this part of your body, oh, would you forgive me for, for my inferiority? And in my together with, with bonds with the things that bind us together more strongly than ever before as a church. Lord, forgive us our sins as we forgive those. Thank you for listening. We hope you've been blessed and encouraged by what you've heard. If you'd like to know more about Jesus, Wellspring Church, or how you can grow with others in faith, connect with us by clicking the link in the episode description or by joining us on Sundays at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. in person and online.